Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All set for your flight? Yep, I've got everything I need. Eye mask, neck pillow, T-Mobile, headphones. Wait, T-Mobile? You bet. Free in-flight Wi-Fi. 15% off all Hilton brands. I never go anywhere without T-Mobile. Same goes from a water bottle, chewing gum, nail clippers, okay, passport. Okay, I'm going to leave you to it. Find out how you can experience travel better at T-Mobile.com slash travel. Qualifying plan required. Wi-Fi were available on select U.S. airlines. Deposit and Hilton Honors membership required for 15% discount. Terms and conditions apply. All right, back with another episode of Bully Ball. I'm Jason Aponte, joined as always by Steph Sanchez. Steph, I have a question before we get to the 49ers talk. Fast food breakfast, right? There's Dunkin' Donuts. There's McDonald's. There's other places. Fast food breakfast. What is your, since we're going into the draft, the NFL draft one number one pick for fast food breakfasts? You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't gone to that many fast food places for breakfast, right? I think the only one that I've ever really gone to a lot is McDonald's. And that one's elite, especially when they used to, like, cut it off at 1030. You know, they still cut it off at 1030, but there's some items you can still get after. Um, but, like, they they created demand, you know what I mean? <laughs> and by doing that, I think McDonald's, you have to put it at number one. I've also had Jack in a Box breakfast. Um, it's all right. It's it's a little too greasy for my taste, but uh, you know McDonald's gets the job done. The only reason I asked because I literally had McDonald's before I got uh, over here, and I was mm-hmm. just thinking to myself, my goodness, bang for your buck, and just you know, good food. I mean, you're probably gonna hate yourself later on, but fast food, I think, hands down. It's McDonald's, and then that Minute Maid orange juice that they give you with it too, man. It just it just hits. Well, the reason that I bring that up is because John Lynch spoke, and he was serving up nothing burgers and word salads for all of us to eat. And Steph, I just want to get some of your overall impressions on the twenty to twenty five minute press conference, pre draft press conference that John Lynch held and that he always holds every year. 
You know, I think it was, it kind of went as expected for the most part. I know there was a lot of, I don't want to say pressure, but there was a lot of people on Twitter, you know, fans kind of pressuring the media a little bit to, you know, ask some questions, follow up on, on some of these answers as well. Um, you know, don't just leave it out, whatever he wants to answer it. Cause you know, John Lynch is great with the media. He's always going to leave it as politically correct as he can it, to a point where you almost feel like you can't question it because he, he gave you an answer, but he doesn't really give you an answer at the same time. So, um, you know, I think it, it, it was a good line of questioning, not to make it sound like it was some interrogation, but, uh, you know, I, I thought it was good from the media overall. And, uh, you know, John Lynch, a couple of times he slipped up a little bit. I'm sure we'll talk about it. But overall, you know, I, I think he gave us the answers we we're pretty much expecting. Right. And I think that's really where some frustration is coming from, from what I'm seeing, is expectations. And I would point to the fact that he's been doing this since 2017. The only time that Kyle Shanahan's had to speak was after the trade up to three. He's very media trained. He's media savvy. He understands what you guys were about to ask. He he knows what to say. He knows how to say it. He knows when to cut himself off. We could look at some things that he slipped up. And yeah, definitely I've got some some interesting. If everybody else is gonna pick, if everybody else is gonna pick the, the pick it apart, I need my own conspiracy theory, right? At this point. But for me, I just felt like this was just expectation didn't really expect too much uh, i just i knew that this is what you were going to get but i do want to credit matt mayoko starts it uh this isn't a draft question boom hits him out of the gate with trey lance um you know the question about brock purdy will he play the whole year or the, the question about the transparency of what's going on with this trade scenario with trey lance there's two things that i really walked away from overarching with the with this press conference and it's kind of been building with with the same statements that have been made this is brock purdy's team and there's yes. nothing trey lance can do there's nothing trey lance can do to win this job aside from just brock purdy being injured the entire year i think that's my conclusion now um i know we've had discussion about what if he plays well everything that i feel from listening to him speak from listening to the team speak to listen to everybody speak all offseason this is brock purdy's team this is it like it's done. So I think that's one thing. And two, the Brendan Ayuk thing is a little bit more shaky than maybe we wanted to lead on or, or or we let on in terms of I don't know if he's getting traded, but I definitely don't feel as confident stuff. And the reason that I'm going to say that and then I'll let you, you know, give your thoughts is when John Lynch is transparent about shopping Mike McGlinchey because they won't afford him. They won't be able to afford him. And they let he said, I went to Mike and I, I I liked hearing that because it's a it's a masterclass in two things. One, understanding that you, you're you not going to be able to pay for everybody and you go ahead and you try to see what you can get from Mike McGlinchey. But two, there was no talk about them shopping Mike McGlinchey during that time at all. Yeah. So that's why when people are like, well, he's not saying anything about the trade. About Trey Lance, why would he? Why would you? Right. Like other than the generic stuff. But I think the Brendan Ayuk, Mike McGlinchey thing, there's a little bit more there than just your standard, you know, hey, we've got we, we've got this guy, like he said, in our plans. What do you think, Steph? I agree. There was definitely some uh, stuttering by Lynch. He was caught off guard by the question, no doubt. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into specifics on people. Uh, we love Brandon Ayuk and, uh, you know, excited about Brandon being a part of this team. So I'll just leave it at that. And I think 
part of the reason I think that he answered it so strangely is probably because he wasn't prepared. Like he didn't have an answer prepared for that. Um, like he usually does for most things. It was a deflection, you know, pretty much. But then he did go on to say, you know, we're trying to do something special this year, this year. And Brandon Ayuk is going to be a big part of that. And then he added and beyond, right? Um, so I don't know what to to take from that. It is kind of weird because this whole time, like if you were to ask me, okay, if you had to pick somewhere down the line between Ayuk and Debo, who's it going to be? I would have said Ayuk every single time. I've mentioned the fact that Debo Samuel's skill sets uh, overlap with that of Christian McCaffrey's. You know, Brandon Ayuk is the better all-around receiver who is only get getting better, and John Lynch, you know, mentioned that as well, that he's getting better. Um, so I think it's interesting. But you know what I think is going to happen next year? We're going to be talking about a potential Brandon Ayuk trade, you know, this time before the draft. And I think there's... I don't know if it's intentional. I, I think it it somewhat is. It seems like every draft, the 49ers like to go into the draft with at least dangling one player. And so much just from like hinting or, or letting people know like we're not completely committed to this player. So we're listening. Give us some calls, you know, kind of thing. And just to see like what kind of offers they get, which I don't think is like a bad thing. It's never actually turned into a trade uh you think about Debo Samuel last year you think about you know what was it like Jimmy Garoppolo the year before Kittle I think even before uh you know he was extended uh you know all those things and so I think it's good practice to just like put feelers out and not necessarily putting feelers out because you're just having teams call you but I think that's what they try to do and what they try to set up every single year before the draft and I'm feeling next year it's going to be Brandon Ayuk that we'll be talking about. Yeah, I just found it interesting that Mike McGlinchey is in a similar spot that Brandon Ayuk is. Now, remember, you know, when we go back and do history, Mike McGlinchey's fifth-year option wasn't picked up, and then he eventually leaves. I just thought it was interesting that John Lynch spoke about, well, you can't pay everybody, and we started to take, you know, we started to take a look at our option with Mike McGlinchey, and we let him know transparency. So I thought that was very interesting. And the reason that, again, I thought it was interesting was there was no talk during that time that the 49ers were looking to, to get rid of Mike McGlinchey. There was no, you know, reports or anything like that. So it kind of just lets you know that there are things that they're thinking about and moving about that aren't being reported by Schefter, Rappaport, anybody, right? Like, like nobody had that sort of deal. So I think, again, it's funny to listen to what's being said. It's funny to read what's being said. But to understand that they're just words at times and they're not exactly forthcoming and why should there be? I mean, again, with the expectations, did people expect John Lynch to give away draft strategy or <laughs> players that they were looking for? Or if you are in 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 you know the throes of a discussion about trading Trey Lance, yeah, the Vikings called, we spoke to the Falcons, the Titans are called. Like, when have they ever done that? And why would you do that right then? So Again, I walked away with this. Brock Purdy is the guy. Um, I don't think that they moved Trey Lance because, again, I'm going to stick to who he's now cleared. He's been cleared for a month. Trey Lance uh, said that. I don't think he's going to be traded because for a team that runs through quarterbacks like they run through, you know, jockstraps, why would you move one away to just have one less one, right? Like, it, it, it really doesn't, it doesn't line up right now for me at this point. 
And John Lynch kind of said that there's a little bit more smoke around that that, than he's getting calls for. Is that being tactical? I don't know. But I thought that was pretty interesting to hear as well, too. Yeah, I think so, too. And, like, this whole time I've kind of been thinking, like, John, you're the one that's, like, texting Ian Rappaport, stop it. But, you know, maybe – you know, Trey's camp maybe is talking a little too. I, I don't know. We don't know. Um, and and it could be tactical to your point. Um, but, you know, that I thought that was interesting as well because at the very least I would expect some teams to definitely call and just at least check in and, and see, uh, you know, what the price would be. Now, if the conversation stopped there, I definitely would not have been surprised. But at the very least, I would expected more teams, I guess, to be interested. But again... You know, maybe I, I mean, I don't know why you would say that no one's really, you know, interested. Wouldn't that make other teams be like, oh, OK, we don't need to be interested either. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, that, <laughs> if that was tactical, it's a interesting choice, I guess. Um, look, I also think that it's uh, it's interesting that John Lynch said that him and Trey were on the same page. They've talked about it. And not just a few days ago, this past weekend, Trey Lance was at uh, NDSU's spring game, right? His brother plays out there. Um, and he was asked about, you know, the whole situation. And Lance said, I, I don't know anything uh, about a trade. So that also didn't really align. Now, they could have spoken, you know, between Monday and, and the weekend uh, where Lance said that. But that that also just felt kind of weird. Um, to me so I don't know if Trey Lance really has been in the loop on everything but maybe there is nothing to know right because clearly there's no there, there's no um, you know activity on that front but you know hopefully Trey has been looped into to everything and he's been assured that he's going to be here um, in 2023 and he could just focus on you know being fully cleared now and and getting back into the groove with the rest of his teammates. So, um, yeah, I'm just happy to know that, like like we've been saying, Jay, that Trey Lance is not going to be traded in this draft. Will it happen in the future? Look, I think we're leaving that door open, right? It's it, That door has not been shut. But, you know, at least for now, we know the 49ers, because it's too much risk, it doesn't make much sense, they're going to keep Trey Lance around for now. See, and again, the timeline doesn't match up. And let me now, and also, steps right, you know, by the way, he's not getting traded during the trade, you know, the during the draft. But if he was to get traded, it needs to be now. And here's why. Not because of value, not because of what you think you're getting. But Trey Lance, everybody right now is in their first phase of meeting, getting things done in terms of, like, understanding the offense. So if Trey Lance isn't traded now, and you try to trade him during training camp or after that, doesn't that feel like you're setting Trey Lance up to go to a place that, one, he has to grasp the playbook either very fast and just get thrown into the fire, which is detrimental to his development, or two, he's an absolute backup where he won't start, and that's uh, detrimental to his development. None of this makes sense. Like, if you have to move Trey Lance, you have to move him now because he needs to get in the new building with his team. He needs to start to learn this new playbook and everything. Anything after that, it would have to be a trade that blows you away. And this team believes so much in Trey Lance that you can't say no. But also, it would have to be a place where he would have to start, which is a detriment because now you have to learn the playbook right away. And if it's not, then he's just going somewhere else to sit for another year and not have any reps and not play at all. 
None of that makes any sense. None of that lines up. But again, you know, make your predictions, make your bets. It's what you need to do, right? Like, you know, to get people to, to yell at you and everything. When you make predictions, you have a good chance of being wrong. Just as good as you do, you know, depending on the prediction, as, as just as good a chance as being right. But this never felt like this ever makes sense, especially considering no matter how optimistic you are about Brock Purdy's timeline, optimism is not certainty. And again, when you go through quarterback after quarterback after quarterback, now you're telling me let's get rid of quarterbacks because you need to get away from him so badly. I just need this third-round pick or this second-round pick. Just take him when they wouldn't take whatever for Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, that's not what we want for Jimmy Garoppolo. Another thing, like they literally had the same sort of thing happen with Jimmy Garoppolo, and nobody met what they were looking for for Jimmy Garoppolo. And now, and now you're telling me, that you're just so scared of Trey Lance. You got to get rid of him. I need to get this third and fourth round pick. He has to leave. He's so, come on, come on. That doesn't make any sense. And uh, John Lynch said on Trey Lance also, the only thing that's changed is that he's healthy. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, Steph, I'll be honest. The other clue that I have is when John was asked about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, And he said, yeah, you know, we explore those things. I don't think you're doing your job if you're not. But we're very confident in Brock and this room. Uh, like, almost like he forgot. Like, he, he forgot where he was and what he was saying. We're, we're, we're so convicted on Brock. In this room, oh, and and the guys that we have in this room also, kind of like, yeah, I, I didn't forget them either. It's like every single word leads with him. Every single statement leads with his his name and no one else's name. No matter how much they say anything about Trey Lance or Sam Darnold, everything is compete. We're here to we're we're really excited to see them compete. When it's Brock, it's he's the guy and he's our guy. Like it's, I think it's over, Steph. I just do, I really do. Yeah, I think so too. And I mean fine like that's that's totally fair based on what he did last year and and how he performed um you know and and to the public they they can't make it seem like they've completely you know given up on Trey uh so I get that too you don't want to like crush his confidence even though like to extent like I'd be surprised if it wasn't right but yeah I agree and and that's why I've been saying um as well like I think a trade happens somewhere down the line. And, you know, uh, I, I said last week, like, yeah, I think he's traded eventually. Uh, the writing is on the wall and people were like, how is the writing on the wall? What, what do you mean? Like 
do, do you not listen to these guys talk? Like, have you not heard anything they say? And sure, people can interpret it any way they want, but really, like, pay attention. Like, pay close attention. And, and I'm not saying going go into it with some, like, certain bias or, or narrative, but, like, uh, to your point, what you just mentioned, that's that's pretty big. It may not seem like something big, but that but that is. And I think the, the difference, too, when you hear, like, John Lynch, John Lynch seems even more um not he's even more serious when he talks about Brock Purdy than you know I think Kyle Shanahan Kyle Shanahan kind of like still gives Trey Lance some hope you know in some of his comments but for the most part you know I think both of these guys are are really set on on Brock Purdy and I was listening to uh 49ers talk podcast uh just yesterday and, you know, Matt Mayoko was was talking about how, you know, Mayoko, he was surprised that John Lynch, you know, said flat out that Brock Purdy was a leader in the clubhouse. And then he, he spoke to Kyle Shanahan about it, you know, off the record afterwards. And he was like, you know, I'm surprised that your GM, you know, said this. And Kyle said, why were you surprised? So, like, they're, they are on the same page and they are very much, uh, you know, in strong agreement on this together. So I I don't see that changing. Um, and it is what it is, right? So I think at this point, yes, we know Trey Lance is going to stay on the roster, you know, through the draft and the off season until Brock Purdy is ready whenever, but we know somewhere down the line, eventually he is going to get traded. So I, we just got to accept that and come to terms with that. Going to Brock Purdy's timeline. The same thing was kind of said, you know, he's checking all the boxes, everything. Again, that's optimism. And there's other hurdles aside from him just being able to throw football. Can he be as effective throwing the mm -hmm. football as he was last season? Yep. Which is why you just don't rush to move off of Trey Lance just in case, one, he's not healthy enough to play. Two, he's not that guy that he was last year operating the offense. Like, those are the things that people are not, like, thinking about when it comes to this. And why wouldn't you keep the high upside backup? in Trey Lance, just in case something like you can see throws in practice and you can say, oh, that looks fine, but you're not going to know until you get into the game and you've got to put that thing in a, in a tight window and it, it barely gets there this time because the arm's not built all the way back up or, you know, maybe, maybe God forbid Brock regresses and, and all of a sudden starts to turn and turn the ball over a little bit more, right? Like you have to be able to insulate yourself. So I guess my question is this. For a team that had done everything they could to insulate themselves in the quarterback room last year, including bringing back Jimmy Garoppolo and drafting Brock Purdy and then even cutting Nate Sutfeld after they paid him money, you mean to tell me that now they're so certain that Brock Purdy's fine, they're fine with Sam Darnold being there, and then they'll just get rid of Trey Lance for whatever they can get, and then I guess what? Josh Johnson's going to come on down too. Like, <laughs> Do you see how none of this like lines up with anything in terms of their logic? You don't, you're telling me this team doesn't have PTSD to the point that they have lost so many quarterbacks in one year that now the now's the time to start giving them away? What did Kyle Shanahan say last year at the owners' meeting? We don't give quarterbacks away. It's a premium position. They didn't give Jimmy Garoppolo away. They didn't give him away, right? Like, they, they had him stay around in the circus and training camp, have him on the other field, all that stuff. They were content with just holding on to him and not giving him away. And now... Now you mean to tell me the 49ers are so desperate to get away from Trey Lance, so desperate because they can't do anything with them 
that they're willing to take a third or fourth round pick just to say bye to him when they wouldn't even do that with the guy before that they were trying to move on from by getting Trey Lance in the first place. None of this logically lines up for me, Steph. None of it. None of it. No, it doesn't. And But you know what? It's, it's not the first time that the 49ers have said something and, and downline have said something different. You know, one example that I thought of yesterday was mm-hmm. when uh, John Lynch was asked about Nick Bosa potentially being traded. And John Lynch said, that hotline is closed. That never opened. Doesn't that sound a little, just a little different to what they say on, you know, maybe every other player? We listen to anybody except <laughs> this player, this player, this player. Um, to be fair, you know, I, I wouldn't listen to any trade offers on Nick Bosa either. Trent Williams either. Like, those are probably the only two players on this team that without a doubt, I would say, you don't even pick up the phone. And Mitch um, Wisnowski. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Uh, Ozzy, 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 oi, oi, oi. But, you know, <laughs> we we just have a soundboard. We just, anytime Mitch Wisnowski is mentioned, we just throw that on. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy! I like it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, obviously, and this is where I said John Lynch, he slipped up a little bit. One, The first time was the Brandon Ayu question where he was, like, stuttering, obviously not ready for that question. And this one. John Lynch didn't – I don't think he realized he told on himself with this answer. And, I mean, he – it just went against everything they had said before, that they would trade anybody, including themselves. Oh, okay, except Nick Bosa, right? So, obviously, it's not true. They listened to offers on on Brock Purdy. You know, maybe maybe that should be asked next, right? Um, but, you know, I, I think it's just – it's GM speak. It, it's coach speak. The fact that they've always said, well, listen to anybody. It's an invitation for offers, right? Everybody talks about quarterback wins, right? And I think a lot of us believe that that's not a stat. But there's one thing about Nick Bosa. I guess we're going to do defensive end wins because when he's on the field, the team's record is exponentially better. And that's that's something of a coincidence as well, too. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. You know, that hotline's closed. We'll listen to any we'll listen to anybody. Hmm. Even Kyle, right? We'll listen about anybody, even Kyle. Hmm. You know, like that just that one doesn't line up, but I don't have a problem with it because you shouldn't be trading Nick Bosa. You shouldn't be mm-hmm. looking for that. Yeah. And I think again, when you when you play these games about getting people to call, it's to hopefully get someone who's stupid. And wants to say, you know, uh, hey, you know what? For Trey Lance, we want to give you three first-round picks. Yeah, you know what? I love you, Trey, and I said all this about, like, insulating the room and everything. But if it's three firsts, uh, pack your bags, bud. You know, like that. So I think when you do that, you kind of invite the Bill O'Brien general manager type who either will trade his players for peanuts or will overpay for players in that way. And I do think it's going to take something like that to kind of blow them away right now at this point because they have been pretty, they've been pretty strong about not giving away quarterbacks as evidence with with Jimmy Garoppolo. So, Steph, anything else from this press conference? Um, because I feel like words were words, words were said, some were expected. I mean, if you and I didn't watch this press conference, Steph, and I said I'm going to be the media, you be John Lynch, and I read some, some of these questions to you. You probably would give similar answers to John Lynch without even knowing what he said. Very much about due diligence, 
Mm-hmm. We like the opportunity. We like him here. We're excited to see him compete. He's a big part of our plans. Those are all phrases that were used one or two times in each statement. So this was a masterclass in what I like to call the questions, the DC dip and twirl. You get the question, you kind of get an answer, but you don't get an answer that's really going to lead you anywhere. And John Lynch was kind of like, what was that one? I forget what question it was. And he just said, no. And he was like, no more elaborating, nothing. He was like, no. Um, And that's all I'll say about that. Knowing full well when to stop answering or when to give a short answer. Um, It's just, again, it's his job. That's why he was brought here. 2017, it's kind of been the same. So I I also want to just say again, I applaud the Bay Area media because Mayoko hit him out the gate. Grant hit him with with the other one. Um, Somebody brought up a really good question about Ayuk, and I think it was it was Matt Mayoko again who was talking about is this a DeForest Buckner Eric Armstead situation? And even Lynch said, I think that's a good question. I think that's a fair question, Mm -hmm. and I think that's the best way to correlate these things. I mean, obviously in 2020 the 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 cap was different, right? The cap was going to be lower because of COVID, all of those things. But it is a matter of can you pay everybody in terms of Brandon Ayuk? So I thought that was a little interesting as well, too. I just everything else, like I said, serving up a bunch of nothing burgers and worse salads. And those are my favorite type of foods to eat, um, especially during press conferences. It's not McDonald's breakfast. I tell you that. But uh, oh, it's not. (laughs) But it it will do. But you know what? You know, one one thing he mentioned that was actually draft related, Jay, you would not believe um frank or sitting in on you know pre-draft meetings i thought that was kind of cool frank gore is trying to get back on the field i know you're i know that you're game buddy <laughs> you're not there to scout or anything like that you're staying you're watching around you're watching the running backs if one of them goes down all of a sudden you're in pads and you're in the next <laughs> i know your game frank i know your game you can't fool me you can't you can't fool me <laughs> can't fool me guys in the guys standing in the building to scout now get out of here man this guy's waiting he's the next man up Frankie G will never let it go. Um, no, it is cool. Honestly, they had Staley in. Um, they talked about that as well, mm-hmm. too, yeah. um, a few years back as well. So, yeah, it's always good to see the the boys back in the building and, and again, not leaving the family, right? He's not a Colt. He's not a Bill. You're still a 49er, bud, no matter how much you try. But I, I still – I'm familiar with your game, Frank. I know what you're doing, man. You're not slick. Uh, I mean, if you get on the field, I'm good because I still think he can do – he can do three and a half a carry. Frank could do three and a half a carry, in my oh, opinion, yeah. still, no, no. still to this day, right? <laughs> sure. And he could still pass block. So, Frank, I'm not closing the door on you, bud. If you're going to stick around and this is your way of getting in, I don't know, man, Steph, we might have to get that 21 out of the closet and bring it to him. <laughs> Retire 21. <laughs> Retire 21. Um, but, no, uh, I think it it is cool. Do you think the 49ers do take a running back in the third round? I know we make jokes about it, but, mm-hmm. like, in all seriousness, do you think they actually do? I'm not going to put it past them. I wouldn't. Um, I just think that there's a, there's a lot of running backs. Late. I'm not putting it past them, Steph. I'm not putting it past them. When you have uh, two years in a row of the same sort of deal, the same, you know, Trey Sermon, TDP, I, I'm not it, putting it past them. Running backs that haven't really worked out. Well, come on down. Come on down next third round running back. I mean, um, I just look, I'm not going to put it past them. I just don't think that they do it this time. But I would be shocked that they didn't draft a running back in this draft Um, later on. There's guys like Evan Hull that they could take a shot on later on. You know, again, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like third round, those need to be impact position of need players. They've got to be linemen, um, safety, corner, you know, edge. 
one of those types. And then later on, you can address that. I just think there's too much success with what they've been able to do with guys later on and undrafted free agents, a la Elijah Mitchell and now Jordan Mason, that I think you can wait now. And I think you kind of learned your lesson on, on the third round running back, you know? So, I mean, I'm here for the Ty Davis price breakout season, you know, like how uh, all the 49ers fan content creators uh, breakout season loading because he's like running with the football and in, in practices. But yeah, I just think, I think you can, invest your draft capital into actual positions of need this time without forcing a third round pick wouldn't shock me though Steph wouldn't shock me I know I know I don't want it to happen but it like it does Bobby Turner have too much power or is this like Kyle Shanahan like I, I don't know it's just funny it's funny to me but I I still think the first three picks um in no particular order first three positions will be edge uh tackle and I think they also go tight end, and okay. I think they go safety later. Okay. Well, real quick, my sources have told me that the way that the 49ers pick is they put they put everybody's name in a hat. Bobby Turner, um, you know, Lynch, Peters, Kyle. And when the pick comes up, okay, pick 99. Now go. Someone pulls out. Okay, this one's, John, uh, this one's Kyle's pick. This one's Bobby Turner's <laughs> pick. This one's Lynch's pick. It's it's a great way to make sure that you guys are all on the same page and uh, just it boosts speaks, morale. <laughs> and it just speaks to how well this organization is run. <laughs> Steph, thirty minutes we're off the rails. Thank you for joining me as usual. It's good to see you, um, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you are subscribed to the Gold Standard Podcast Network wherever you get your audio podcasts. Make sure you follow Gold Standard Podcast Networks on Twitter at GS Podcast. Make sure you follow them on instagram at gsn which i can't get a follow back but maybe you guys can um <laughs> make sure you follow steph on twitter at steph 49k and you follow me on twitter at jason aponte 2103 but for steph for jason we're out of here peace